The, the heavy metals are basically a, a compound of, uh, they're a class of mineral that's considered to not be beneficial to the body. So whereas like potassium, magnesium, all of those have documented benefits with the heavy metals, they are very disruptive to the minerals that are in place. And this will tie into when we talk a little bit more about the heavy metals themselves, but they can actually displace our quality minerals that we need. So that's kind of what makes them uh, very sneaky and very damaging is that they can replace those minerals that we need in certain sites in the body. So like the liver or the gallbladder or the, uh, the pancreas even, even the digestive system as a whole, blood sugar, you know, all that, those regulatory systems require minerals, but then we have the heavy metals, they come in and they just displace them all. And we can't, uh, we can't optimally uh, gain function in those areas when the, the heavy metals are replacing those minerals. And um, you can be exposed to them in a wide variety of ways. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. Hi, Margaret. Welcome to the podcast. Very first time on the uh, on the podcast. We're just having a bit of a yarn, finding out all about her two young kids and what she's doing in her business and her and her husband. Um, really nice to have you on. You're so happy and got really a good, oh, really lovely you. energy. <laughs> thank you. I'm really excited to to be on here. I was actually before we started recording, I was telling Kitty that I listen to her podcast while I'm doing dishes. So that's like my <laughs> night like routine. Oh, there's a new podcast. Cause I just, I love podcasts. So I'm so honored to be here. So thank you. Oh, thanks so much. For, thanks, so, thanks so much for coming on. And um, so basically what happened is I put out a little post asking people, you know, who they wanted to have on the podcast and you were requested specifically to talk about heavy metals. So I thought, oh, what an interesting t- topic too. And probably something, you know, we were just chatting about there's so many of these sort of myths out there in the fitness industry and the health industry about like, if this happens, you should do this. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole heavy metals thing is probably an, an, another one. Um, so maybe do you just want to talk a bit more about where, where should we even start with this? What, what's a good starting yeah. point? Do you think? Yeah, what's, I guess. Um, starting so what are heavy metals about, maybe? Like yeah, what are they yeah. and how do they get yeah. in the body? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Many ways. So with the, the heavy metals are basically a, a compound of a, they're a class of mineral that's considered to not be beneficial to the body. So whereas like potassium, magnesium, all of those have documented benefits with the heavy metals, they are very disruptive to the minerals that are in place. And this will tie into when we talk a little bit more about the heavy metals themselves, but they can actually displace our quality minerals that we need. So that's kind of what makes them uh, very sneaky and very damaging is that they can replace those minerals that we need in certain sites in the body. So like the liver or the gallbladder or the, uh, the pancreas, even, even the digestive system as a whole blood sugar, you know, all that, those regulatory systems require minerals, but then we have the heavy metals, they come in and they just displace them all. And we can't, uh, we can't optimally uh, gain function in those areas when the the heavy metals are replacing those minerals. And um, you can be exposed to them in a wide variety of ways. There are um, frequently, I will see people where they're using personal care products that have heavy metal residue in it. Lead is a really popular one that I see. Um, a lot of times even cookware that people have used back in like the 60s and 50s when they would use aluminum cookware. I know my grandma used aluminum cookware. Um, that's just straight aluminum. And uh, you can you can get them from there. You can also get them from environmental exposure and they can be in the air, they can be in the water. And uh, they can also be in your, like I said, your work environment. So people who are mechanics, people who work in a lab or a factory or anything like that. Um, I've even seen people who had a grandfather or a grandmother that worked in a factory where they were using metals. And then the grandchild does an HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis test, and is like, 
so why do I have all of this beryllium or whatever metal it is that they're like, huh, I don't really ever remember being exposed to that. And then we find out, oh, granddad worked in a airplane factory in World War II. Maybe that has a connection. It's insane how much those can carry as well. Wow. What about so, like mercury yeah. and fillings? Oh, yes. and yeah. Mm -hmm. Mercury. Fillings is the most uh, the most common way that I would say people are exposed to that. And then they can also be exposed to in certain medical interventions as well that use the mercury as an adjuvant. Um, there can even be so, for example, contrast dye will have certain uh, certain metals in it as well that, you know, for people doing MRIs that need to have that that'll oftentimes be in there as well. And then, of course, the mercury can also be in certain seafoods. But as we'll talk about, there's kind of a caveat to that where in nature, when there are heavy metals that accumulate, a lot of times there are other minerals there as well that are very valuable. So it's almost this how much accumulation is in this and what is the uh, content of minerals that this given fish or thing contains mm. in and of itself. So that's another thing that because uh, people get really when they start thinking about heavy metals, they mm. tend to get nervous about, oh, I've got to you know, make sure that it's not in any of these things. I mean, oh, oysters have some <laughs> a little bit of heavy metals and can't can't do that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they tend to kind of start looking towards that. Yeah, we actually, I don't know how long, it probably would have been like maybe four years ago or three years ago, we, because both Craig and I had our mercury fillings from when we were kids um, oh, yeah. and we got them all taken, removed and replaced with composite fillings. Um, mm -hmm. So yes. yeah, it's like, because I guess so many people, because I had, a, had a quite like maybe five fillings when mm -hmm. I was younger and then since then have not had a filling since um, yeah. not had any, oh, yeah. you know, I think my teeth are just better now because I'm obviously, you know, drinking milk and getting enough, yes. you know, vitamin K <laughs> and magnesium yeah. and all the things that are needed for strong bones and teeth. Um, yes. even though I'm drinking so much oh, juice yeah. and sugar, you know, people are always like, oh, it's going to rot your teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what people say to me all the time, which is like, no, yeah. actually the time when I was the most disordered was when I got yeah. my cavity. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. Like, ironic <laughs> yeah it's so it's, it's really interesting um so uh what are the heavy metals like you talked about what mm -hmm. they found in so mercury what are the other ones yeah. aluminium yeah, so, uh, the most yes aluminum yeah. or aluminium is it so yeah. there yes <laughs> that um so mercury aluminum lead is another one that i see yeah. a lot of that's also common in uh paint as well so like mm -hmm. old houses that use lead paint that's where you're going to find that um, and then besides that, there's also some other ones that are also radioactive. So uranium is a big one that lately I've seen so many people's hair tissue mineral analysis tests coming back with, and it's either in the water or it's in the air. Um, so that's another big one that I see there too. Arsenic is another one that is also common. And it can even be found in things like rice when you, you know, you get a poor or low quality rice from um, another country that's not been processed well, or it's not soaked, you know, before you cook it. In fact, soaking can reduce, I think it's 80% of the arsenic content of wow. rice, which is awesome. So yes, if you there soak it before to... you eat mm -hmm. it, basically. Yes, yep. you soak yep. it. And even if you soak it, I think that they said the longer you soak it, the better, yep. but I've seen even two, three hours with a little bit of either apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, some kind of an acid medium, it will help pull that out if it is there. So, wow. Yeah. How amazing. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's any more that are worth mentioning. There's also some ones like tin, for example, that will sometimes be high um, on, on people's test. And along with those, usually there will be certain metals that you'll see together. So for me, I usually see in children, the most common ones I'll see is arsenic and lead are two of the big ones yeah. that come up in kids. And I've often wondered if that's because of maybe some of the, if people are buying toys that have paint on them when the child's chewing on them, or it is in these certain baby foods, you know, apples can have a kind of, they have an affinity towards that accumulating arsenic um, in some formulas. So I've wondered about that too with kids. Um, mm, but crazy. Yeah. And there's a whole, there's also, this is something that I have been looking into lately, but there are way more minerals than, you know, if you even have like a test that tests your minerals, there's even more minerals that exist than are on there. And there's even somewhere they're like, we don't know if this one is a metal or a mineral. We think it has a role. Like for example, platinum, we know that it has a small role, but they don't really know the bounds of how much is needed and how much is not for all of science's 
advances, they still have these minerals and metals where they're like, eh, we don't really know much about this one, but we know it is necessary in a very small amount. So it's very interesting. The, this yeah, whole, so, so fascinating. So, so like, how would you, and you probably are just like symptoms, if you had heavy metal poisoning, like if they got to levels where, you know, they were toxic to the body, what, what sort of symptoms mm-hmm. or, or yeah. I don't know, maybe it's, it's a double-sided question. Cause I think, you know, like we talked about before, like if your body's healthy then, and you're getting other minerals, it will just naturally detox these without, you know, mm-hmm. like there's some of these crazy things that people do to try and um, get, get, get them out of the body. Um, have you ever seen uh, like, say someone thought that they had heavy metal poisoning, but in fact, they just had low metabolic function. And when they actually healed themselves and got healthier, then their body was just able to get rid of it naturally. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. So, cause there's a huge like variety and it's almost yeah. kind of a joke that I've made before where it's like, if you're not sure what your symptom is, it, you know, people will say, oh, it's the metals. Like they'll yeah. kind of put that on everything. Yeah. Um, and it's true. There is a variety of, you know, different, different symptoms that you can have, but I, for example, I had someone one time where they were having, they actually thought that they had either heavy metal poisoning or they had some kind of an autoimmune condition because they were having this weird stuff with their skin where it felt Mm. like their skin was kind of twitching and Mm. they were just having these weird muscle twitches and cramps and, and they had been, you know, ruling out autoimmune issues. They were really concerned about it, kind of fixated on it. Like, I can't figure this out. Um, we did a hair tissue mineral analysis test, which you test your hair for the mm-hmm. levels of minerals um, that are present there because it's better to test that than the blood because the blood's very tightly regulated and that hair is going to give you a snapshot of those tissues, similar to how if they're having muscle cramps, that's going to give you a little bit of a mirror of what's occurring there. And it actually came back that she was extremely low in potassium, one of the lowest mm-hmm. potassium levels I have seen in a while. And what's interesting is it could be, uh, you know, some people would say, okay, you know, having weird nerve pains, you know, tingling, stuff like that could be related to metals, or it could be some kind of a virus that's going on. And in her case, when she started repleting the potassium, she had a couple other ones that were low, but not as low as the potassium. That was one where I was like, well, this is quite low. And it makes sense too, because those muscles run with potassium as a cofactor to be able to contract and relax. And when the nerves are not firing correctly, you're going to see issues with muscle cramps or twitching or even just muscle spasms, like Charlie horse cramps are a perfect Mm -hmm. example where you're like, whoa, that's so uncomfortable. Um, So she ended up repleting that potassium within a couple months of just working on that. She didn't have that. And it completely went away. And she was like, yeah. And I mean, Again, it was one of those things where sometimes we want to make it really, really complicated and be like, yep. oh, this is yep. something that no one has ever, t- I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. This is something that no one has ever seen before, or it's very rare. And when reality, sometimes it's like, oh, well, this makes total sense. What if it's yeah. potassium? And sometimes for people, it's that they're, they're avoiding dairy and they are like, oh my gosh, dairy is the worst. Then they end up with, uh, you know, very stressed. Their adrenals can become stressed because yeah. the calcium goes so low yeah. and they end up needing the calcium. So it really depends, but it's just interesting how we can make it so much more complicated than, than it is sometimes. So. It, it is. And, you know, like I feel so grateful for finding Emma and, and Ray Pete and really finding mm-hmm. this world and, you know, I really appreciate Kate, Kate Deering. And, like, I just know myself, like, this is just an example when I was a kid, I got, had really bad eczema, like for a while. And then it just all of a sudden went away. But now as an adult, if I ever get real, if, if I get really stressed, my eczema comes up like on my face, like just around here. And then uh-huh. I, but I know I'm like, okay, you're pushing it too much, whether it's work, training, whatever. And I know that I just need to pull back. And within a week I've actually just been really mindful and, you know, like rest, doing whatever I need to do to rest and pull back, whatever's stressing me, it goes away. Like, yeah. You know, and so many people would be like, I've got to put steroid cream on there. I've got to like, you know, and I, but I can just yeah. feel it. And that's like the other thing for me too, my cycle will shorten. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know, like, that's, this is how the stress shows up for me. And I know now I've just got to pull back, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's quite incredible. It, 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 and you just realize like, 
it's the system as a whole, like how is it functioning? You know, what are the stresses that you've got going on? And I think once you learn all about this, you don't, you, you can really, and I think it shows up in different, like for Craig, it's his digestion. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Like when he's stressed, the digestion yeah. and he knows, you know, he has to like, he's got all these things that he does and then he gets back on track. So it's, it's just so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have that too. And for me, I would say mine is probably either my sleep or my digestion that goes, goes yeah. out the window. Same. My sleep is the same too. Yeah. If I'm stressed <laughs> yes. and thinking about things, it's the sleep. Yeah. I, I'll wake up and be like, yeah. Oh no. And, yeah, it, and it's, a, yeah. it's a sign. Like I've got to yeah. get back to the basics because oftentimes yeah. that's the thing people aren't doing. The basics. You're right. They're it's the basics. Uh, yep they want to run out to something special and I'm like have you uh are you making sure that you're pooping every day have you made sure that when you sit down to eat you're present with your food are you you're getting to bed at a reasonable hour and it really is amazing how much those things can work before jumping to something crazy and expensive and you know requiring a lot more headspace and you know working on things rather than just sticking with that so totally it, it, it is quite incredible and I think like so many women just want to because but it does take practice and patience too because you've, you've got to realize oh there's no quick thing here I've just got to go back yeah. to like you say and you know like I'll do like the the uh what do you call it the breathing the um like uh the breath work again and like that just getting mm-hmm. back into this room going slowing down a bit you know maybe having a few more rest days off training you know, yeah. getting off social media a bit and just, like it just, it all, and then it accumulates. You're like, okay, I'm feeling better again. Cause you just sort of, sometimes I think, you know, life is busy and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It's even amazing. Yeah. Like women will message me and go, oh, you know, I've slipped out of the habit of having the carrot salad every day and like, oh, some hot flushes have come back. And then I've started to do all the things like eating the regular meals, balancing the blood sugar, having they're like, oh, they've gone, you know, like yeah. it's yeah. pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. how that can just improve so many things when it's yeah. again not having to jump to extremes which is yeah. what we like yeah. I'm yes. definitely one where I tend to be like let's, yeah. let's overthink this for yeah. a minute you know because yeah. <laughs> I guess like these some a lot of these symptoms I'm not saying you should never go to the doctor and obviously get checked and we're not saying that but like a lot of symptoms you think like it's just the body's way of saying that you, you're stressed it's stressed mm-hmm. in some way you know yeah. um oh yeah oh for sure so, okay, back to the back to the heavy metals. All right. So, like, have you ever had anyone who truly had heavy metal poisoning? Like, and what were yes. the symptoms? Uh-huh. So I've had uh I've actually had a couple of people where their issue for them was arsenic. And the, the mm. cases that I had were where there was arsenic was very high. And it's been in their, for example, this for this particular individual, it was in their well water and they had no idea. Oh. And so we do a test and that's how you find out um that it is quite high. And so with them, a lot of their symptoms were they had really bad migraines, headaches, and a lot of menstrual difficulties, really bad PMS, um, and some other just anxiety where they're like, I have no idea why I feel so irrationally anxious about everything. And, uh, and so for them, they wanted to take, you know, in the past, they had, you know, taken different approaches with being a little bit more extreme. So for her, it was more about working on those, you know, the pathways from which the body is going to eliminate those metals. So Mm -hmm. the gut, the gallbladder and liver are huge for, you know, excreting metals. The kidneys are another one that are, you know, people don't think about, but the kidneys are really important, especially for things like arsenic to make sure that they can get out of the body once they're in the bloodstream and get to the, you know, the urine and then are excreted that way. So we really kind of took, you know, and, and if it had been someone where it was like, you know, I see their test. I'm like, Ooh, I need to refer this out. This is out of my league. I would definitely do so. And I've had one or two people where I'm like, I think you need to see someone that is going to be able to run other labs, maybe like a, a clearance test, like a urine clearance test. Cause you can test metals through the hair. You test it through the blood or the urine and the hair and the urine are really two of the better ways. The bloodstream is where it's going to show up. Uh, if you've just been exposed to it. So those can be a way of ascertaining whether it's a long-term exposure or if it is a acute exposure and it's in the urine now to be able to do that. Um, but, but with that client, I was able to you know, get, get her to a place where she was connecting the dots that, okay, I'm realizing that in order to get these metals out, you know, I accumulated them over a period of time. And in order to get them out, I'm going to need to work on the basic things. So we're going to need to work on making sure you're pooping every day and getting that bile flow so that you can mobilize things out. We're going to work on your kidney function, add in some minerals to support that. 
uh, and just working on all the, the basic things and adding more minerals as well, because that's one of the most beneficial things. And it's kind of an unpopular opinion because a lot of people are view the heavy metals and they're like, oh my gosh, I've got to get these out right now. ASAP. I mean, it's scary. And, and the yeah. other person who I've worked with who had heavy metal issues with myself, which we can talk about too, with uranium um, yep. that I did not know until I had my hair test done. Um, but people just, and I know what that panic is like, because that was me when I got that test back and same with this client, she got her test back and it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to get this out ASAP. And in reality, you have to really work on the repletion of the minerals along with the function, the other functions of the body. And the body really wants to, it doesn't like those metals in there. I think that people have this misconception of like, your body's just chilling with the mercury that's you know, lodged in your brain. It's like, oh, this is cool. We're great. No, it, it doesn't like it in there. It wants to kick it out. Uh, so when you provide the raw materials from the minerals, when you support those avenues of detoxification, for example, like we're talking about liver gallbladder and making sure your kidneys are functioning well, the sweat and the lymph. So, you know, all those things, it, the body can actually start to mobilize those out with just those, those inputs. Um, and for myself with the uranium that I had, I, we were living in a house that was uh, a rental house and it was a really nice house, didn't have any issues, but uh, we realized that it had uranium in the water. And when I say uranium, I'm not meaning like the nuclear reactor type of uranium. It's just the type that comes uh, in dissolved granite, basically, that's in your water supply. So it's less, it's less noxious than, you know, uh, that type of uranium, but it's still not good. And I had to learn a lot about it with myself and figuring that out um, because it was very scary to see that on both my test and then my two-year-old daughter's test. That was very frightening to be like, okay, I've got to look into this. And I discovered one of the things about uranium is that the body's kidneys really have to be working at optimal function and filtration to be able to get that out. And I also learned that it's stored in the bones, which some metals are stored in your brain and your fatty tissue. Aluminum loves the brain. That's one of the spots where it likes to hang out. Same with mercury, it can stay there. Um, but for me, the uranium was, uh, you can you know find this anywhere too. It will store in your bones. So it'll tend to store in your bones and it displaces calcium. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing was that I had very, very high calcium on my test and very, very high uranium. And so I was like, is this that my body is kicking out this calcium because the uranium is like, hey, we're taking up residence here. We don't have any room for calcium. We're just gonna kick it on out. Um, so it was just very interesting, you know, working with that. And I consider myself to not have that anymore as far as symptoms that I was having. And then from my repeat labs. What symptoms that, were you having? What were you experiencing? So, yeah. Yes. So for me, I had, I was having headaches. So I find that that's one for a lot of people just having like repeat headaches that I couldn't mm. figure out what the source was. And then I also had some weird stuff going on with like my iron and my copper, which mm. is very interesting because oftentimes the oxidative stress that comes along with the heavy metals will cause that to, you know, be, be interrupted that cycling of the iron and the copper and how that all works together. Um, and it showed up on my labs as where I, I had issues with that, you know, the iron binding and the way that that's mobilizing and fatigue, really fatigue okay. was my main thing. Yeah, I would wake yeah. up in the morning and be like, I can't get out of bed. <laughs> like I, yeah, wow. Wow. And yet you were really obviously bad. eating, doing everything right with the food and eating enough yeah. and sleep. Like, so you're doing all the base stuff. Like, Ew, what's going exactly. on? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Interesting. I was like, oh no, I was like, oh no. And this was me again. I, cause I, and throughout my learning process as a mm. practitioner, I went from being like, uh, keto is great. Low carb is awesome. No, low fat is great. Actually. No, you know, no, no fat is, is the best thing. And I just kind of went up and down on this roller coaster. So mm. I felt like, okay, I finally got a spot where I understand, you know, after all of that, I felt like I understood what good nutrition was and I was yep. applying it, yep. but I was still like, Oh, you still feel like shit. <laughs> not clicking something's yeah. not clicking yeah, so yeah. It was wow how interesting and so what so after you found that out that what did you do to fix yeah. it get so, so obviously your body's now got rid of it so i hope you're enjoying this episode as much as i am i just wanted to jump in quickly and talk more about our seven day eat more train less get results challenge so uh we get a lot of new listeners to the podcast each week or you could potentially be someone who's been listening for a while and just hasn't taken action. 
And our seven-day challenge is just a perfect way to get started and dip your toes in the water. So if you're someone, you know, who was like I once was, who cycled through all of the restrictive diets and you just really want to break that and, you know, stop you know, having to train six or seven days a week to get results and starve yourself, we actually built this challenge for women who want to achieve sustainable results without drastically cutting calories. You know, no one needs to eat 1200 calories or sugar or carbs or having to do a ton of cardio and work out six or seven days a week. So, you know, we, we designed this challenge um, or developed it over years of helping women restore their metabolism and eat more food and train less and achieve their health and body goals in a healthy and sustainable way. So, Unlike other programs that you'll find online, it's a holistic approach. So it provides you with everything you need for long-term success, more energy, stable moods, better sleep, good digestion, and of course, hormone regulation and long-term sustainable body compositions change. So what does that mean? Building muscle and losing body fat. So in the seven-day challenge, you get a full meal plan, a workout plan that you can do at either home or the gym training exercise videos to help guide your workouts, metabolically supportive recipe book, an advanced supplement guides, uh, direct support, and a private Facebook community where you can ask questions and get help. And you get access to four weeks of live coaching calls with Craig and myself. So you get all of this for a one-off payment of 27 Australian dollars and you get lifetime access. So, you know, you don't worry, you don't have to get in there and get it all done in seven days and then you get kicked out. Once you buy it, you have got it for life. And it actually comes with a money-back guarantee. So, um, you know, if by the end of the seven days you don't believe that you can eat more, train less, and get results by following our methodology, we'll give you a refund and you can keep the course. So nothing to lose, everything to gain. I'll pop a link in the uh, show notes. And so you can purchase um, the program. And let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, I believe it has because it's been yeah. about three years. It's been about oh, three, wow. yeah, three and a half years since since that happened. Um, so that was like my first HTMA test I ever did. I was like, oh no, this is wow. not good. Um, but the first thing that I did was I started adding in sodium and potassium trace minerals, and mm-hmm. I started getting in a lot more of you know zinc in the whole food form. So oysters, mm-hmm. I was just doing a lot of oysters, um, mm-hmm. and I also started to phase in magnesium, and I felt really good with that. I feel like those mm-hmm. are the ones to really bring in. Um, I did do some foods that had a lot of K2 and calcium in it. So things mm-hmm. like a you know, good age cheese to help mm-hmm. me with that capacity of moving, you know, through the bones. Um, now, also, I learned something very interesting about in this process about the carrot salad and the cooked mushrooms and that mm-hmm. that type of uh, mm-hmm. fiber, that that type of fiber that's found there. Uh, it's very beneficial also for metals because you're helping with pull that bile, you know, helping pull yeah. the bile through, you're making sure the yep. bile flow is working well. And I was like, Oh, wow, I, you know, had been doing that. And I just upped that even more to make sure that I was really flushing that out. Um, and that specific fiber that is there as well, since it grabs the endotoxins, oftentimes the metals will be down in there hanging out with all the biofilms and the endotoxins, they just having mm-hmm. a big party down there, it kind of grabs onto them and helps escort them out. And then the other thing I did in addition to that, so I did the minerals for a while and then I added in sauna. And I think yeah. sauna is what really helped me because yeah. I would feel, I mean, I would feel great afterwards. I started to, I, not my adrenals, you know, started to be a little happier with, I wake yeah. up in the morning, I felt like I could get out of bed again. So I started doing that. And I just got one of the ones that you can use at home. We don't have a lot yeah. of space for like the big yeah. stand up ones. Craig was saying to me the other day, he's like, oh, I really want to get the, uh, re- what's the red? He was, he wants to put one upstairs in our third level. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, uh, what's the name of that one? It's, it's got the red light in it. Sun, yeah. not sunlighting. The what? No. He's yelling out to me. Huh? Oh, infrared sauna. Infrared, yes, yes. Where it's got the panels in there. Is it Therasage? Yeah. Therasage is one of the ones that's very nice. That has like all the yeah, panels. Cool. So. Yeah, yeah. So is that, I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. We'll, we'll yeah. have that up in the, uh, that'll be easy. Um, isn't it yeah. interesting though? Like all the things that you've talked about are just the basic things that we get people to do anyway, but obviously you're just upping, like mm-hmm. taking supplement, like eating the foods that have potassium yeah. and magnesium, but then adding in an actual supplement of those um, mm-hmm. minerals. Yeah. 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 To get, to get those up, up to speed yeah. because there are people who are like, 
oh, you can get enough magnesium from food. I'm like, listen, my burn rate is. That's so right. If you're obviously super stressed and you need, yeah, so do the basics yeah. and then add the supplements. So it'd be pointless if you're like, well, yeah. I'm eating dog shit food, but I'm going to add in the supplements. It's like, do the basics. Then right. you, you might just that. get that boost, the boost mm -hmm. of the extra because ones. That's, that's the first thing people ask yeah. is I'll say, yeah. you need to get more minerals. Okay, what supplement do I take? And I'm like, that's yeah. not. The, the the supplementation is like that that end cap piece to the base yeah. you've already yeah. created and most people want to go right to the supplements i'm like that's mm. not that's not mm. how it works <laughs> yeah no it makes so much um so much sense because like you think this is how we naturally like how we we eat when i say we you and i and what we mm -hmm. say to our clients yeah. you know, like eat drink the milk you know eat the hard cheeses yeah. eat the oranges and the fruits and the coffee and yeah. the, you know like to get all these minerals and the vitamins and then yeah just yeah. add those add that add that extra boost in so how long did it take do you think before you noticed a difference in the improvement in symptoms mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I would say for me, it was a couple of weeks that I started actually feeling different. Cause at the same wow. time I was working on that calcium, that high calcium, yeah. high calcium can, and not necessarily high calcium intake, just the yeah. deposit of that in the body. It can make you feel horrible. Um, wow. so I was working on that in tandem and yep. definitely it started feeling different. And then after maybe, I would say maybe six months, cause we mm. then moved, we actually moved from that house to the house that we're in now. Mm. Um, I installed water filters the moment we got yes. into the house. We've I was got like, the water filters not. too. The pristine hydro, <laughs> yeah. we got it done like a year ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was Amazing. like, I will not, I will not be blindsided by that again. Cause I thought that it was okay. Cause I mean, we lived in like the, you know, the Blue Ridge mountains, like it's the water should be great. Yeah. And then I remember getting that back, looking out at the well, like, where is this? Where is this? Do you, do you think, Margaret, that water is a massive one? Do you think water? Oh, yes. oh 100%. And, and you can even go online to like, mm. if you go to like EWG, um, you can look up there. And I'll oftentimes do that for clients if they have mm. a metal come back and they're like, how am I getting all this uranium or arsenic or whatever they have? And oftentimes in their water supply, yeah. It turns out that they have, you know, 300 times the federal limit on yes. a certain metal. So it's awful. And then the fluoride and the chlorine and all like, yeah. you know, all the other stuff that's in there too, but it's huge. And in my case, it, where, where I was living, it was just this giant granite rock that was right next to the well that was probably breaking down the, you know, the, the organic form of uranium and just putting it in our water. So you know, it, it, it is a big one. It's a big one. I even think personally, I think it's even more than, you know, for example, someone using a not a great kind of a conditioner lip gloss or something. I think that the water, if they're especially yep. being told drink eight to 10 glasses per day of the yeah. water that is full of this, you know, uranium or whatever it is. So it's a big yeah, it's one. It's so sure. interesting. So I think I just drank normal water for so long and drank so much water too. You know, like back in the mm -hmm. old days, like drink fucking oh, yes. liters of water. <laughs> Um, and you know, the yes. other thing too, I used, which I don't really even use deodorant now at all. Like, mm -hmm. unless we, I've just got some natural, like, um, this blue bed natural one that if we go out, uh -huh. I'll use it. Yes. But the aluminium deodorants, like years and oh, years yes. of putting that like right. It's so crazy. Uh huh. It's on so the crazy. breast tissue. Yeah. And the, thing oh. that kills me, the thing that kills me about that is both that the breast tissue is there. You've got all these lymph nodes and then yep. you also have, if you shave, then yeah. you're creating these micro cuts and then it's just going into there. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, I can't even think about it. Years and years I did that. <laughs> like it's a, bit, it's a bit scary, isn't it? It's a bit. Mm -hmm, to think of that and be like, yeah. wow. I mean, and then there's me who I also, when I was a kid, I was a competitive swimmer. So yeah. I would swim, you know, from age seven to 17. Oh, in the chlorine pool. pool. With the chlorine. And, the, oh. and I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, my eyes. Yeah, same. That's the, that's the I swam, did swimming at school too for many years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. You yes, me too. It was. 10 years of, this of stuff. over 10 years. And I'm yeah. like, wow, it's a miracle that I'm not more messed up than I am with all that chlorine, you know, the chlorine. And of course, now they do more of the salt pools, which is nice. Yeah. I'm like, you know, y'all really could have come up with that earlier for all of us who spent half our life in the pool. It would have been great. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just thinking of a couple of questions. Um, so, okay, let's talk about the, you know, like you said, okay, if you did this, the HTMA and it came back that there's some, some high heavy metals. What yeah. shouldn't you do? Because you talked about some of the crazy things that people do to try and get it out yeah. of their body as quick as possible. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the number one thing that I would not do is the people talk about it all the time and they mm. go to clinics that will do it one off and do it on one day or two days is chelation therapy. And mm. I'm really not a fan. I've just seen too many people where 
they get their test back. The doctor who is looking at it, who doesn't understand the relationship is just like, okay, here's a referral to go to a doctor for IV chelation therapy. And it's extremely intense. And the worst part about it is, is that if your body is both deficient in the minerals that it needs in order to crowd out those heavy metals, because the metals are going to displace them. If you don't have those minerals in the system to be able to come in and replace those binding sites where those heavy metals are when they get released, if you don't have that, then when you're inevitably exposed to heavy metals again, in whatever way, like your air, your water, your personal care product, or however you're exposed, you're going to then see them accumulate again. Just, it's just going to, you're going to start from square one right over again. Um, so it's really just very damaging because then you're, you know, causing the body to pull that out. And then if your detoxification organs are not working, so if your liver, you know, liver, gallbladder, uh, kidneys, your sweat, lymph, all that stuff is not working well, then they're also going to be redeposited in another location. So it's almost just like whack-a-bole. You end up getting them out of here and now, oh, they're over here. We've got to deal with them over there. And it just really creates a lot of imbalances, I think, for people, because then you end up with the metals coming out, but also the minerals too. And my favorite analogy for this that just is helpful to understand is uh, in terms of thinking like antibiotics. So we know antibiotics, they're not great. Some people do need them. There's a time and place for their use. But when you use the antibiotics, they're going to wipe out the good and the bad bacteria. It's all just going to, you know, it's just going to like a nuclear bomb goes up and it's just wiped. So similarly with the chelation therapy or something else that is similar, they're actually medication, FDA approved medications that can be used to chelate metals. If you're using something like that, you may pull out those metals, but you're also going to lose some minerals in the process too, because they all are in there together. And when you pull them out, you're losing both. So similar to the antibiotics, you're losing the good and bad bacteria. Whenever you do any kind of heavy duty pulling out of the metals like that, you're going to lose the minerals and the metals too. So it's kind of this catch 22. Now, sure, there may be a situation where someone has really severe, like their like acute level poisoning, it's really bad, and they need to help take the burden off of their body so that they don't die. Maybe it's appropriate then, but just for, you know, a Joe off the street who runs a test and is like, oh, my aluminum is a little bit high. I'm going to go do an IV chelation therapy. I'm just like, please, please do not. <laughs> please don't. Well, that's crazy. Um, okay, cool. So maybe to finish off then, let's talk about, you know, because you don't want people to totally freak out, but like to, what are yeah. some of the big ticket things that you can do that you think are quite easy to do? Because I think maybe the water, like it, mm-hmm. it's installing a water filter. Do you think that everyone should do that? Yeah, I, I do. I think that people yeah. should absolutely install a water filter, some kind of water filtration. Like I said, I think that's the best way that you can protect yourself from that avenue of exposure. Yeah. But and you can't necessarily prevent it being in your air when you're walking yeah, yeah, yeah. outside. Or... <laughs> and what so. about like, because there's a lot of shit water filters out there that just do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like when you're looking for a water filter, what should you look for? Yes. So I like to look at water filters with regards to what is in the water. So for example, if you're on a well, you would want to look for something that is going to get that arsenic, that's going to get anything that's a, you know, metal that could be in the soil. So kind of looking at it with what your water has in mind. So that's where it can be good if you're able to do a water test or just look up on EWG to see where, you know, where you're located and what's most likely in your water or running a test. So if you're on a city water supply, you would want to get something that's going to remove the chloride, chlorine. Yeah. and the Which is a lot of people I think that are listening to this would probably just live in the suburbs. Like, yes. yeah. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, there are also some, you know, you can get a whole, so for people in yeah. terms of budget, because I know like yeah. thinking about yeah. this thing, oh my gosh, I can't afford a yeah. whole thing, a whole house filter. There yeah. are ones that you can get to go under the sink. I think yep. the, the one that you mentioned, the pristine. Pristine. Yeah. Um, there's also a pitcher and I believe it's called clearly filtered is, is the name of it. And that actually has a fantastic list of all the things that it filters, but it's a little oh, pitcher. So you great. Can use it in Maybe you, you can, can send me the that. link and I can put so, the link in the show yes. notes for people. Yeah. Yeah. I will. That's my favorite. It's, it's uh, mm. 85 bucks and super Perfect. reasonable. The, yeah. And it lasts people six, you know, three to six months. So I'm assuming cool. obviously the, so. the water that you drink is the most important to filter. And then. Yes. For Next sure. would be what that you shower in. Mm-hmm. Shower like, and bathe in. Yeah. yeah. And how so, important do you think, like if you're just having a shower every day, like a short mm-hmm. shower, how important is it to yeah. filter the water, do you think? 
Yeah, I think that especially if you're in a city water, if it yeah. even is just once a day, it would still yeah. be go a good idea to get yeah. that filter. And you can get ones that go on the top where the, the you know, if you're taking mm. a shower, you can get ones, the bath balls, they make the little bath balls too that you can put mm. um, to, to filter that out. So yeah, that would absolutely be one of the ones that I would be like, okay, I want to prioritize what's going on my skin and what's yeah. going in my body. And you'd probably eliminate a lot of exposure just from doing that, you know, we're Maybe working on send me links to all the ones that you recommend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be I would awesome. I can because... put them in the show notes. Yep. Okay. So yeah. one, the water, what, what next? Like, like yes. the deodorants, the aluminum deodorants, do you think that's. Oh good... yes. Yeah. Yes. So like looking at your personal care products. So like yeah. even lipsticks and yeah. uh, any kind of creams that you're using or even uh, like, like we were talking about the deodorant, um, mm. baby powder, talcum powder is not, is no go, not good. You can use things like, um, arrowroot powder instead dry mm. shampoo is actually one that is surprisingly that actually a lot of the ones that you'll find at the grocery store they have aluminum in in them as oh, a yeah. you know, co-factor to help it stick to your hair i guess but it's they, they they are in there as well and i remember looking at the label and just being like why would i want to put that on the pores of my scalp like this is not good so you know doing swaps for that so you for that a lot of people will use air root powder with a little bit of cocoa powder and just, you know, yeah. use that and make it into their own dry shampoo. That's a little less, little less toxic yeah, um, to be using that. But yeah, personal care would definitely be important. So like the things do you think then that you like, cause you mentioned before, and Emma said this to me too. She's like, I'm not mm -hmm. so worried about the shampoo conditioner. Cause she's like, you wash yes. it and you wash it off. But she said, it's more the things that like deodorant that sit on you, the cream, mm -hmm. Like, yes. you know, that's why we made oh, the saturate, yeah. the saturate yeah. moisturizing creams and the face cream and the body moisturizer. Cause she's like, it, you're putting it on your skin. It's absorbing. Yes. And yeah. makeup, makeup, yes, like, makeup. like eyeshadow is one of the biggest yeah. ones, like no more Dollar mm. Tree or, you know, cheap eyeshadow. Cause yes, a lot of the mm. eyeshadows that are out there, they use, and this is actually funny cause they'll say, oh, it's mineral based. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. But which minerals are in it? Because usually it is, you know, uh, mica or other ones that are sparkly, but they yeah. can come from not so great of a source. So oh, it's important to ask them about like sourcing yeah. info. And of course that makes me think of like, okay, this is going on my eyelid where my eye is and your eye is, you know, yeah. a soft tissue and it just, ew, I'm like, yeah, it's not good. So yeah. What, what are your favorite brands of makeup? Yeah. So there's one, um, it is a newish company. I think it's called Azara is the name of yeah. it. And they Azara do, yeah, so yeah. They do um, some like more of the, the creams. Cause I'm kind of a minimalist on that because I'm yeah. just like, you know, I don't yeah. want to, uh, I don't, I don't use it enough to make it as important, but they are a good brand. I've had some of their stuff too. And yeah. they, they make little color pots that you can use for that as well. Yeah, I've got some um, of their stuff. RMS beauty's yeah. not bad. RMS beauty. They're not um, yeah. bad too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For the eyeshadow, that would be the thing that I'd be like, yeah, that yeah. might be a good one to like look into because it is yep. very common to see those test high because the cosmetics industry, that's a whole, I'm sure you do that too. Oh yeah. yeah. Your line, it's like, it's just completely it's the crazy. wild way. Like, it is so insane. We're actually formulating makeup. We've started formulating makeup. Oh, nice. So a concealer, awesome. um, a foundation, a bronzer, a lip and cheek tint. It's hard That's though. It's really hard to try and make it without using like iron oxide and, uh -huh. you know, yeah. a lot of the other shit stuff. that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Iron is definitely one that's in a lot of stuff. You'd be surprised. Mm. You're like, why is that in here? Can we put yeah. copper in there instead? Cause we know copper has some skin benefits. So I'm like, ah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and one of the reasons why Emma put copper in the creams, you know. Um, yeah, it's creams. so cool that that yeah. research on on the copper. It's so copper's so yeah. cool. I really like yeah. It. So. <laughs> Anything else, or are they the main things? Um, I would say those are probably probably the main things, and then even looking at. Um, so for example, like the seafood, so looking at seafoods in a slightly different way, because a lot of people will be like, that. usually the next thing on the list that people will say is like, okay, eliminate all, all seafood except for salmon from your diet. I'm like, eh, I just, I don't buy that because again, in nature, a lot of the minerals are alongside the metals and it's mm -hmm. heavily biased in the direction of the minerals because that's mm. just how it is so some people would say like for example for even tuna like if you find a good quality tuna um and you don't you know you don't eat it every day but you eat yeah. it a couple times a week you're repleting you are you already know you're repleting these other minerals to support that um i wouldn't be as concerned about it as someone who's you know drinking arsenic in their water every day yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. it's just like yeah. one of those good better vests 
um, type of situations because even like sh you know shrimp has a lot of nutrients and then uh, oysters have a ton too and sardines of course are one of the sardines are so cool because they have such a wide variety of different minerals including yeah. selenium which is a very yeah. cool one as the direct antagonist to mercury so if someone was including something that they know okay well maybe this tuna even though it's a good quality tuna or it's mm. pole caught and, and safe catch and all that um they may want to include sardines in their diet because sardines are one of the best sources mm. of selenium in the whole seafood yeah they're oh, incredible yeah. i love a good sardine so, with olive oil on toast with a bit of red onion and some chopped tomato ooh, it's yummy okay, i might have that for lunch good. today i'm always i'm always lazy i'm always lazy i'm literally like plate out of the fucking time. chip yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think it, yeah. yeah. But my kids, my kids actually, what's very interesting is my kids will, they love, they love sardines and the oysters. Yeah. My son will eat an entire thing of the, the canned oysters. He amazing. That's amazing. I'm like, good job, you know. I, so wow. my daughter, my older child, she is, she will eat sardines, but yeah. the, the, she's a little weird on the oysters. But for whatever reason, that boy needs some zinc. So I'm like, all right, you go for it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, cool. So much great information. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we finish off that you don't think you've covered? Um, yeah, I want to mention a little bit about just the other minerals that people can mm. include that would be beneficial generally. Because a lot mm. of times people, if they, maybe they had a test come back or they look up their water and they're like, oh my gosh, I have this, this scary metal in my water. Um, just some of the ones that they can add already that are, you know, that'll be in foods, but also, you know, that you can add. So for example, quality sea salt is one of my favorites mm. because that sodium actually is going to be an antagonist for certain heavy metals. So for example, mm. um, aluminum is one that, that it actually, I have seen when clients add more sea salt, they get mm. more, uh, more aluminum coming out on their hair test because they're actually mobilizing it for once. And it's not mm. just, you know, sitting there and um, taking up space there. So it's just interesting that, you know, adding a quality salt, using quality salt that has some trace minerals in it, not just the white salt from the source that has all the anti-caking agents in it. Um, just don't underestimate the the value of that. I, I treat it like a, almost like a supplement, a good quality sea salt. Oh, um, salt. And then, uh, of course, as well. Too. Like, oh, as if you can oh, eat does. food with no salt, I'm like, oh my yes. God, me up. <laughs> I'm like, no, I would not do well with that. And, and even so for, for parents, for their kids, mm. I love the, the, Clients that I've had who are younger children, oftentimes I will tell them, the mom to, you know, offer them good quality sea salt and just like offer it to them. And if the child, the kids are so intuitive, they will oftentimes, if they need it, they will take it. And kids are growing. They need a lot of that too. So my kids, I can tell when my daughter's going to have a growth spurt because she'll be like, and put salt on it. Usually she always says yeah. butter, you know, make sure you put yeah. butter on my, <laughs> on my noodles. No, don't they? they? <laughs> and they know, and she just will automatically naturally do that mm. kiddos who have any kind of heavy metals or any other toxins that they've accumulated they will naturally gravitate towards it because it's going to help them pull that mm. out um so salt excellent for adults and kids and then just potassium rich foods potassium has some incredible benefits just mm. for the i mean the cardiovascular system blood sugar it's really my favorite my favorite mineral um of of all of them just for how many things it covers but potassium especially can be helpful for the kidneys so you got to have that right balance of the sodium and potassium yeah. for those kidneys to filter those metals out so really yeah. making sure you're getting plenty of the foods that have potassium which also are foods that have carbohydrates in them so like coconut water um bananas foods like that oranges like are actually pretty high. Like, yeah yes mangoes too and even oh, um mangoes. i think there's there's a couple other oh yeah so kiwi actually surprisingly has some too cranberries yeah. like yeah. all these different um all these different things that have that in it naturally just including yeah. those during the day will be very beneficial for balancing with the sodium but also supporting again supporting the kidneys to do what they do best which is mm. help filter that out too mm. um and then lastly uh, of course magnesium is great i always like to use it in conjunction with the sodium and potassium they're kind of like the <laughs> team of three that are so powerful and of course the magnesium runs they actually used to think that it was only a couple hundred enzymes that it runs, but now they know it's like over 3,000 different enzymes that the, that the magnesium runs. It's, it's insane. They used to think it, like I said, 300. Now it's like over 3,000 that they believe that it is responsible for. So it does so much. So it's one of the ones that's the most bang for your buck in terms yep. of the you know, adding it into adding it into the diet, whether that is transdermally or in a supplemental form along with that sodium mm -hmm. and potassium. That's just a great little 
team of things to start with, uh, whether you're, you know, not sure if you've been exposed or you just want to improve your, again, adrenal, thyroid health, energy, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. Actually, one question you sort of maybe think of something when you were talking. Mm -hmm. So when you get this HMA and let's say, for example, the it's showing that it's higher in mercury. So is that a sign that your body's actually getting rid of it? Yes. It's trying to get rid of it. It yeah. is. And that's actually a good thing. So this is yep. a huge, like on the HTMA, huge misconception. People are like, oh no, I have yeah. so much of these. But in reality, a positive way to do it is that your body is getting those out. It has the cofactors that it's starting to mobilize them. Because we all know we have heavy metals. It's just a matter yep. of if our body can mobilize them and move them out. So yep. I will see people where they've got like the, the, it'll come back and it will be almost nothing. And I'm like, eh, you know, let's work on some of these comes back mm. on the retest and their body's finally eliminating those. Oh, interesting. Kind of, it's scary, but it's also like, okay, My I body's am doing its thing. Out. Exactly. Doing so its I thing. had that with aluminum. I had that with aluminum. Mm. I added more salt in sauna and yep. a month later, my body was like, okay, time to release the aluminum. It's, it's yep. going out. And it was the highest it's been. Then it went back down. That's kind of how wow. it does. It kind of That's so cool. I really so, do love yeah. a good sauna. I might have to get into the saunas again. I just, you know, like you just get so busy and it's just another. Oh thing. yeah. But maybe I'll make, maybe I'll have to let, let Craig buy this bloody sauna for. <laughs> you for should. You for should. Level and three. He can use it, he can yeah. use it too. It's That's so right. good. Like it's, it's how so often, cool. how often do you, would you recommend if you were going to go do them? Yeah. So in, yeah. in general for people, they can do it. I, I do it around two or three times a week if I can. Yeah. But for how long? started oh usually an hour usually I do it about an hour yeah. um but if people are starting off they'll want to yeah. do like if they have heat intolerance they want to do like 15 minutes 30 minutes and sometimes people will also not sweat that's the other thing if you uh -huh. if your pathway to detox in that manner is blocked you're gonna oh. have you know low sweat or no sweat and I'll tell people it's like it's like exercise. You're, you're kind of, you're building up your body to help learn. Okay. Yeah. When we do this move, we activate this muscle. So it's the same thing with the, you know, with the sweat in the sauna, you will notice the more you do it, the more readily you will sweat and you'll, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. You'll go to the beach and you'll be in the sun and it's like, boom, sweat. And you're like, okay, at least that pathway is open now. Cause some people can't sweat or they sweat really? very little. Wow. So, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can That's gradually, cool build that up but it's really it's really awesome it's one of the most in, in terms of like time-honored traditions that yeah. people have traditionally used it's like one of the, the most ubiquitous things throughout history lots of different cultures they're like sweat lodge <laughs> Get yeah, in the yeah. sweat lodge. it's so relaxing too like it's just so nice <laughs> sitting in there in the warmth like it's just you're like oh, i just want to fall it's a really relaxing yeah. i find it relaxing oh, it yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very relaxing, very soothing. And then yeah. usually people shower. The other thing that I would do is shower after so that if you yep. sweat, you want to wash yep. that off. And yeah, and it's great. It's such a nice relaxing. I'll sometimes do it in the evening after my kids go to bed. I'll yeah. do it in the evening. It's a nice way to kind of wind down <laughs> from the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool. Oh, wow. What a great episode. That was just so interesting. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank I loved you. it. I was like, oh, this will be a short episode. And we were like, it's been quite, it's <laughs> It's been really good. I think um, people will take so much away from this. And then I'll put, pop all the links that you've talked about below and I'll put all your details there as well so people can find you. Follow You should follow her on Instagram. She posts lots of um, lots of cool, interesting stuff. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun.